Uh, so, of course, everybody is tuned in today not to hear me discuss the top story in sports, but to see how Tazi is reacting to Aaron Judge Good signing day. a mega deal with the Yankees. All right. I'm not going to get into it. You <laughs> it's a good day. Nine years, $360 million. For me, anything short of $500 million felt like a deal. This is a franchise face, franchise player, homegrown talent, broke a home run record. Got to hope he stays healthy. You know, my thought sort of is, ah, oh, Yankees bring him back for nine, ten years, and he'll be hurt after four years. Hopefully not sooner than that. He goes to the Giants. He will be Barry Bonds and, like, flirt with breaking more home run records and whatnot he's from san or from not from san francisco he's from linden california but he's a california kid grew up rooting for the giants grew up loving barry bonds a lot of the tea leaves were really involved him heading towards the giants they were ready to pony up the cash the uh, time magazine article talked about how he didn't like how the yankees disclosed what he was offered before the season there was also a quote about him you know, seeing himself 10 years down the road while he was in high school, marrying his high school sweetheart, which he did, and then also being a San Francisco Giant, which was this close to happening. So uh, I was shook. Most of the Yankee fan base was nervous. You know, the fans would not have ever forgiven Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman if they weren't able to get it done. They got it done. They got their man back. We'll see what they do from here, but I can rest easy knowing the franchise face is staying here. So I have so many questions, uh, one of which is, did Aaron Judge toy with the Yankees a little bit? Did he kind of play with his food, or or did, or did is that just the perception of it? It was a master class, really. He got them to come to him. You know, he, he let his play on the field dictate how much he's worth. And then he, you know, you get to enter free agency maybe once in your career, and that was his opportunity. You know, you're under the thumb of the franchise until you meet your service time requirements to become a free agent. He finally had his chance, and he took full advantage. And he honestly had every right to do so. I I wouldn't have been mad at him necessarily for going to the Giants. I would have been disappointed. But he had every reason to flirt with other teams and see what they had to offer and then ultimately compare it to a situation in New York. And he probably realized Legacy, Monument Park being... Mentioned in the same breath as Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, you know, being homegrown talent like Mickey Mantle, that sort of thing. And the fans love him. He could be the captain. It's uh, it's pinstripes. And he can handle New York, not like everybody else can. So I think that's something special. He's and when you're loved, yeah, yeah, when you're loved in New York, it's just different. It's uh, He's perfect for the market. He's great in that sort of role. And, yeah, I agree. I mean, I know that a lot of people will look at what you just said like, ah, that's New York biased. I think Tazi's right. I think it's different. It is. It's a completely different city. It's a beast in and of itself, and you've got to be the right sort of temperament, personality. You have to to be a big enough personality to shine in that city is not an easy thing to do, and to handle the pressure and then excel in that, it's just not easy. And Aaron Judge is, is good in that regard. One thing that surprises me, because he kind of, it seems like he toyed with the Yankees, and he got way more than what they offered last offseason. Oh, he got yeah. like $100 million more. Um, but he... Uh, by reports, he took less money to go back to the Yankees than what the Padres were offering. Yeah. They were up to $400 million. So I wonder why. How, I guess I wonder how. How did they get a discount when, like you said, right? the Yankee fans would have been livid. And, and they the guys that run the show over there know that. So they would have had to pony up. Sure. I wonder how they got a discount based on what his market value was. I'm kind of surprised he didn't say, hey, Yanks meet this this is the top offer i want to come back but 
this is the top offer. It means a lot to hear that. It shows that he did want to be here, and it wasn't just about money. You know, he wanted his due and his respect, and he bet on himself, and he deserved, you know, the extra $100 or so he made. But once you're at 360 over nine years, going to 400 to go to a franchise that may or may not even have Juan Soto and Manny Machado in a couple of years, Manny has an opt-out, Soto also has the opt-out, and they could end up trading those guys if, if all goes wrong. Apparently they're even looking to shop Tatis. And as cool as the Padres are, they just don't have the history the Yanks have. Living in San Diego for all that money isn't a bad gig. But, you know, I'm more surprised that he didn't go to the Giants. I just thought the writing was on the wall. There was enough vibes there for Judge to make that decision. But, ah, I mean, American League East, pretty ballpark-friendly division. Yankee Stadium, right field seats. You know, he's a good opposite field hitter. I mean, you look at his splits last year, he hit a bunch of home runs at home and on the road, so it wasn't like he was just hitting cheapies at Yankee Stadium. But, yeah, no, it's nice to see him as a Yankee fan take a few less dollars to come back. So this actually surprises me. I just Googled state income tax or income tax in New York City, and then I compared that to income tax in San Diego, and I don't know how accurate these numbers are, so let me be completely honest. I am. This is just based off of a Google search. Both places pretty expensive. But it's 3.8 in New York City, which is less than I thought it would be. And it says anywhere between 1% to 13% in uh, San Diego. Mm. And so I would think you'd be in the 13% region with uh, with money like that coming in. So I don't know how accurate that is. But perhaps it's, I mean, I just, I the reason I look it up is because I know New York is expensive. I know that the state income tax in New York is, uh, that is a drawback, but... I think it's an even bigger drawback in California. Oh, it's a really so, expensive place to live. I don't know. I think if you did the math on it, I wonder if it's really all that different. The overall contract, four hundred million, three hundred and sixty. When you start taking, when the government starts taking money away from you, I wonder how different those contracts would actually be at the end of it. I mean, I'm thinking about nine for three sixty, and I'm seeing everybody on Twitter. Oh my God, he got the bag. Well, he's setting home run records. And he's as marketable as he is. I'm like, what is this guy going to command in an open market? I thought it would get from 450 to 500. Truly, I mean, I guess because he's 30 years old, that's why he didn't have those numbers. If he did it at 25, 26 years old, you would, and you'd have 13 year deals. So I'm prepared to pay extra on the back end. You know, if we can get five of the nine supreme years, that feels like a victory. Obviously, yeah. I'd like to have all nine be productive. But, you know, as long as he doesn't break down in the next five years, it's, I mean, it's something you had to do regardless. He's a franchise face. Yeah, I mean, it's not, any, it's not anything that fans need to worry about. I think there are some fan bases that really need to worry about what their team is spending and how they're spending it. I think I cheer for one of those teams in the Baltimore Orioles when they were saddled with Chris Davis's contract that yeah. actually held the franchise back. The Yankees can't really be held back that much. They print money. Yeah. So, And if you're going to overpay someone, let it be him. Like, I woke up in the wee hours this morning, and all that was on my mind was, is doomsday approaching? I mean, how did you even let this get here? If there's somebody to just completely overpay and lock down, it's Aaron Judge. And, you know, DJ LeMahieu isn't making anywhere near that ballpark amount of money. But if you're giving guys like him over $100 million, you're giving Hicks $10 million a year, it's like all that money just overpay on judge and worry about the rest later and and hopefully you know in three four years it isn't like well this contract isn't looking great he's already missing half of the season and all that but yeah. it was just a move that you couldn't 
let you couldn't let it ha- you couldn't let him walk out the door if you're a house Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman. Coming up next, I want to talk about Christmas gifts and a player of the night to tee up. That is next. Aaron Judge signs a nine-year deal, $360 million, actually leaves some money on the table because of what was offered by the San Diego Padres. I believe he actually made the decision while flying in the air, while going from San Diego, a visit with the Padres, and then hopped on a call with one of the owners. Oh, yeah, Hal Steinbrenner. Who was in Italy. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. Everything's Living coming that up. White Lotus life. Exactly. Everything's coming up Italy lately. Like between White Lotus season two, I just watched Godfather one and two. Yes. Uh, me, half Italian, it's taken me 30 plus years to, to watch both Godfathers, but it was as good as advertised. So, yeah, Hal's out there living the good life. I think one of my um, resolutions is going to be learning Italian, but, you know, that'll be a process. At any rate, Hal was out there. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you're pretty pumped up that uh, you were genuinely worried that the Yanks were going to lose Judge. I thought he was gone. I really did. I'm still in shock. Like, I think I should be happier than I am. I I am really happy, but I I thought he was gone. I had my heart set on trying to find out if the Yanks were going to, like, rebuild or how they were going to pivot. At the very least, they have their franchise face. I don't really trust management to, like, get the lineup around him correct. They won't get the guys that I want them to get. They won't call up the prospects I want them to call up, but at least we get to watch Aaron Judge at bats. So there are detractors out there. I was listening to Colin Cowherd, who comes on before us on a national level, and while I don't think Colin could draw a baseball diamond if you gave him 15 minutes, he was talking about Aaron Judge, and credit to him for starting his show talking about Aaron Judge rather than Aaron Rodgers. So I right. at least i got to give him some credit for that. Because it was, it was a fascinating conversation. You know, he had his notes, he had his stuff, he was prepared, he was ready to go. One of the things he brought up was the postseason struggles. You're talking about paying a guy exorbitant money, and he has not performed in the playoffs, which the great Yankees do that. He, right. bat, he was 139 at the plate this past postseason. So, 214 career, I believe. You know, usually these contracts don't age well, and what you need him to do the most, he hasn't been great at, even though he's been terrific in the regular season. So I I can understand where some, if you wanted to be negative about this, I think you've got a clear path to to make that argument. I mean, yeah, I've been talking about it with some of my buddies. Um, I think about A-Rod's career with the Yanks a little bit, and people were on his case because he did a lot of striking out and let the team down in big spots, and then he had his 9 uh, playoff run after the hip surgery and he was a huge part of, of that championship run I just think middle of the order hitters it's it's tough to hit for a high average in in the postseason you're facing the best pitching they're going to make sure you don't beat you they have the scouting report I think he got wore down by the home run chase in September and just didn't have a whole lot left in the postseason which was unfortunate he still hit a couple clutch home runs I mean, with him, you're paying for him to play 150-plus games in the regular season, put up MVP numbers, and carry you through the regular season. I think to win the postseason, you need those other guys, contact guys, play as a team, and wait for the judge three-run homer here and there. And I I do think he'll pop in one of these postseasons. He's got the third-largest contract in baseball behind Mike Trout and Mookie Betts, third-largest average annual value behind the two Mets. Aces, so you've got Scherzer and uh, Isn't it crazy? Verlander there. Those type of guys, the starters make over like a million dollars a start. Like when you think about it, like that. Oh yeah, 
I mean, Wild. isn't it? It's yeah. It'd be. Wouldn't it be closer to like two if you did the math? Uh, I mean, thirty starts a year. Hopefully, you're able to make that. And if you're making thirty million a year, that's a million a start. So, judges in theory making. I have the breakdown. Per game less. I have a. I have the breakdown of. Aaron Judge, three sixty for nine years, forty million per season, two hundred and forty six thousand per game, eighty two thousand per hour. He's making twenty per hour? Eighty two thousand dollars an hour. Is that right? I thought I saw four thousand six hundred per hour. That's what I had seen on Twitter. But one way or another, he's hmm. making thousands per hour. Maybe the breakdown you saw was like per hour of the year. Per hour of the day and year, maybe that's what it is. So $82,000 when he's on the clock. I think that's the, the way that this is broken down. $27,000 per inning, 70000 per at-bat. So every time he steps to the plate, that's worth seventy k. It's pretty crazy when you break it down like that. The industry's healthy. I mean, I thought he was going to make at least four fifty in an open market. Uh, so 9 for 360, yeah, he could break down in four or five years, but... You just had to get him for a blank check price. I mean, the guy just set a home run record. He's the recognizable face of the Yankees. Homegrown talent, branding, branding, and marketing alone. You know, he yeah. just—he's so good with the media, and he's a marketable baseball player. And there aren't many of those guys, so they had to pay the price no matter what. I feel like they got eat off easy for ninety nine for three sixty. Would the argument against that be that the the Yankees are marketable no matter who's on the team? It's not like. Fans are going to stop buying well, Yankees gear. I mean, yes, in theory, but no one really talked about them when it was Jacoby Ellsbury, Brian McCann, and aging, wrist-hurting Mark Teixeira. And they were, Lyle Overbay was their first base. They, they were a no-name Yankee team in, like, the middle 2010s. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that they were brutal and closer to 500. So, And the way some of these other teams are flashier, like the Yanks will always have that interlocking NY, but... I think you need a, a, a playoff, at least a playoff Yankee team for baseball to be healthy. Coming up next, a thought-provoking question. In fact, several thought-provoking questions about today's NBA. That, after this.